From the Brainswell Media Studios, this is the Sales Training World broadcast with your sales coach, Ryan Dorn. Ryan is an Emmy winner, a certified business coach, and a 25-year sales and marketing veteran. He has trained over 4,000 sales professionals in seven countries, and he still sells today. No fluff, no bull. Tactical and practical sales and business advice to help your business go places you never thought possible. Welcome to Sales Training World. Now, your sales coach, your business coach, your host, Ryan Dorn. Happy New Year, everybody. Ryan Dorn here. Welcome to the broadcast. We talk about sales, and that is what we do here at Sales Training World. So welcome to 2017. It's going to be an amazing year. I just know it. I can feel it all the way down in my deepest bones. I can feel that it's going to be a great year. I've been talking to clients, uh, large and small, all around the world, and I'm seeing green shoots uh, everywhere. Lots of good growth with a lot of companies. And I'm very, very excited to be a part of the sales training and sales coaching piece uh, in your life and your business. So thanks for hanging out all through 2016. Great job in 2016. So let's kick off 2017 uh, with a passion. So welcome to all of uh, my friends uh, from 360 Ad Sales and that training program. Of course, also welcome to all my software IT peeps over from 360 IT Sales. And we're thrilled to have uh, anybody that's new, welcome. Drop me an email, ryan at brainswellmedia.com. Ryan at brainswellmedia.com. We answer all your questions right here on the podcast and of course on the video broadcast as well. So, all right, friends, let's get started. I want to share with you 10 things that I plan to do this year. I did them in 2016. I've improved upon them for 2017. 10 proven ways uh, for you to exceed your sales goals in 2017. So I think there's three groups of people that were most salespeople, and I would truly say most people fall, kind of three groups. You've got the certain group, let's call them group one, they kind of drift day to day and year to year, really quite honestly, without a plan. They try to do some new things, they try and they fail, and so they give up pretty easily. So that's sort of, let's call them group number one. Now, group number two, these are people that are planners. They've got a to-do list every day. They're tracking everything. I mean, they just, they don't miss anything. And so let's call them group two. Then we've got group three, which is what I believe that I fall. And that is, I've got a lot of great intentions. <laughs> I set goals and I fulfill a lot of them, but I notice that I'm coming up short. That I think is the most common group. Let's call group number three, normal people. <laughs> if you will. Now, no offense to group two. Love you guys. Love love group two, those folks that are always on top of it, following every little itty bitty detail to the nth degree. Love y'all. Appreciate it. Let's look about, let's talk about group one for a second. If you fall in that group one where you have good intentions, but honestly, you really don't know where you're going with your sales life. I think group one and group three, we can all get together and we really can understand, hey, there are some ways that we can improve on our sales goals and our personal goal setting. Now, those of you that live in group number two, don't, don't misunderstand. There's a lot that you can learn as well. But typically, by nature or by training, you are on a better path 
than potentially the rest of us. So let's talk about these 10 tips. And I'd love to get your feedback on this. Please drop me an email, ryan at brainswellmedia.com. And I'd love to answer those questions for you. I'd love to get you uh, to join me here uh, on the podcast or the uh, television show as well. All right, sales goal setting idea number one. And that is understanding that you need to set keystone habits first. So idea number one is understanding that you need to set keystone habits first. So I guess the first thing to understand is what is a keystone and what is a keystone habit? So back in the days, even predating the Masons, if you will, when someone was building a stone arch or some type of intricate stone structure, typically there is a keystone. It's, it's, a, it's a stone that's put in place to hold that arch up to make that arch begin. Now you could also maybe call this a cornerstone. So on a square building, you might have a cornerstone. That is the, that is the foundational stone that the rest of the building is going to be built from. That's a cornerstone. A keystone is a stone. If I understand correctly from what I've read, a keystone is that stone that's placed at the beginning of an arch to really help that arch be solid for a hundred years. So that's where keystone habits comes from. You need a foundational place to begin your habits. If you are missing the keystone habits, then you will never reach your big goals. So just let me give you a couple of examples. You've probably heard of the CDC. So the CDC, the Center for Disease Control uh, that's in Atlanta. What they do is they measure measure all kinds of diseases uh, around the world. One of the biggest health risks, though, for people in America and around the world is lack of sleep. So let me back up. If one of your goals is to increase sales volume, say you want to add 10 new clients to your list, if you will, in 2017. You want to add 10 new clients. Well, if you're missing the keystone habit of sleep, okay, which at the Mayo Clinic, doctors there will tell you, you need between seven and nine hours of sleep to be at peak performance. Okay, seven to nine hours. So if the CDC tells us that most Americans don't even get seven hours, then that would tell you that if you want to achieve your bigger goal, you're going to need to get some of your life habits in order. One of those might be sleep, just as an example. So to that end, you need to determine, excuse me, in your life, what are the keystone habits that are going to lead you to better habit success long-term in 2017? So it could be sleep, it could be physical fitness, uh, it could be what you eat, it could be your environment that's around you, it could be the lighting, it could be computers, uh, it could be all kinds of different things. So the first step for me, if you want to achieve the big goals, is you really need to determine in intimate detail what are your keystone habits, or what are your keystone goals, or your cornerstone goals. Foundationally, if you don't have those in place, it's difficult for you to achieve maximum success. So that's sales goal setting idea number one, setting your keystone habits first. All right, number two, and again, I'd love your feedback on this, so join me online, whether it's on Facebook or or over on Twitter, love to get your feedback on this. All right, sales goal setting idea number two, you need to identify the why in every goal. Identify the why in every goal. So there's three components to setting a goal. What, how, 
and what most people forget, why? So the what is pretty easy. What? I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Who doesn't, right? Okay. So that's the what. The how is, I guess I'm going to go work out and I'm going to eat better. So that's the, the how. But the big part that a lot of people overlook is the third piece, which is why. And when you figure out the why, that's when you get to what's really inside that goal. The why is what drives goals or habits to success. You've got to figure out why am I doing this? So let's talk about sales. If you want to increase your book of business, say 25%, okay, what? I want to increase my revenue. How? So maybe you're going to prospect better or whatever, but why are you doing it? Are you doing it just to make more money? Maybe that's a motivator for you. Are you doing it to make more money to send your kid to private school? Are you doing it for better vacations? Maybe you want to drive a Mercedes Benz or a Porsche. I don't know what the circumstance is, but every goal has three components. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? But most importantly, why? Why are you doing this? When you identify the why, then you start seeing some great success. So figure that why out and you're going to have much better success reaching your goals in 2017. All right, idea, sales goal setting idea three of 10. Plan for the year, not for January. Plan for the year, not just January. So here's what I do, which I, I don't have it here in the studio with me, but I have a flat wall calendar, one of those, one of those like plastic calendars you can write on that shows the entire year. And then what I do is I take my five or six goals and I break them down over several months. So rather than say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in January, or I'm going to increase my prospect list by a hundred in January, instead, I'm going to take those six or eight goals. I'm going to talk to my boss, to my colleagues, whatever. I'm going to spread those goals across the year. That gives me more time to complete them. It also gives me a roadmap for success. Now, I was born in, in 1972. I remember what an atlas is, a roadmap. Um, if you gave one of those to my son today, he would probably be like, you know, where's my iPhone? <laughs> I remember what a roadmap actually looks like. Probably it's a class that should be taught in school, probably, how to read a map, just in case the grid goes down or something like that. We all need a roadmap to follow. Part of that is laying it out all across the year. Too many people, and I just was coaching somebody actually this morning, they're trying to complete too much too fast. Well, Ryan, you know, my boss is a real jerk and, you know, he wants all this done like within the next two weeks. And so I suggested, is it possible that you could sit down with that boss and say, hey, this is not realistic for me to complete this in two weeks. Is there any way that we could spread this out over four weeks? Because I am putting a lot of things to the side that are important that I really should be doing. And, and the answer from this coaching client of mine was no, the boss is completely and utterly unrealistic. So what that means is, and that does happen, right? <laughs> Sorry for all the leaders that are, that are watching or listening. <laughs> it does happen. So it starts with some good conversation. It starts with planning, but you might also show them your calendar and say, look at all the things that are going on. I just can't complete it in, complete it in this amount of time. Or you're going to need to become a time management master. Uh, we've got a video on that if you want to check that out. Um, maybe you need to become a time management master and you need to better manage your time. That could be one of the problems as well. So number three is plan for the year. Don't just plan for January. Okay, number four of 10. 
Sales goal setting idea number four of 10. That is find an accountability buddy or partner. Find an accountability buddy or find an accountability partner. So the researchers at the University of College in London found that partners who adopted a new and positive behavior together were more successful than the exact same people or another set group that tried it on their own. It's called synergy. When do you gain the most muscle mass? By yourself or with a trainer? Almost always with a trainer. When do you lose the most amount of weight? When you're with a, do it with a partner or you do it on your own? Typically with a partner. Now, let me just be clear. Your boss is not always the best accountability buddy. I just want to be clear on that. (laughs) So it could be a partner spouse. It could be a colleague at work. It might even be your calendar. I don't have a lot of people here in my office that I work with intimately on my sales projects. So I use my calendar to remind me a lot. But you do need some type of accountability buddy. Now, it doesn't need to be day in and day out. It could be a check-in once a week. You could use your sales coach for that. If you have a sales coach, uh, you could even use a a long-distance friend that's willing to help remind you of these things. You also can use technology to help keep you on track, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But you're always going to be more successful, number four, when you find an accountability buddy or a partner in crime, if you will. All right, number five is super easy, and you're going to go, oh, okay, Ryan, this is genius information. Glad I'm paying attention. (laughs) Number five, set realistic timeframes for success. Number five, set realistic timeframes for success. I know it sounds simple, yet most people don't follow this advice. They just don't. Instead, what they do is they set unrealistic timeframes to get things done. And I know it sounds simple, yet most people ignore this advice. You've got to get realistic. Let me give you an example. When I come to your office and I train your team live or I host a strategy day with your leadership team on sales, I will give you a piece of paper that has six blanks on it. At the top, it says action plan. It's very, very simple. Then by the end of the time together, you're going to have six action items. Every person in the room's items might be slightly different. Then what I do is I get out a calendar and I say, okay, when are you going to work on item number one? Inevitably, they'll always say, oh, I'll do that Monday, right? I'll get right on it Monday. Okay, no, you're not going to do it Monday because we're taking two days off of work for this training or strategy. Then what you're going to do is you're going to have two days to catch up. Then it's going to be Monday. No, Mondays are bad days to start on. What you want to be starting on, start on a Tuesday. Don't start new habits on Fridays or Mondays. It's very, very important. Start on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Tuesday is a prime day. But set realistic goals. People will always overestimate your ability to get something done. That's why it's so important for you to understand and and ring true. Make this a part of your life. Number five, set realistic timeframes for you to achieve whatever the goal is. So let's just say that you want to grow your prospecting list. I'm going to prospect 10 new people this week. Okay, is that realistic? Because that's more than one a day. Is one a day where you need to be? One new person after you research them and things like that? That would be five people. Simple math, five, not 10. So be realistic in in what you're doing. All right, now that's going to lead us to number six. Number six of 10, and that is creating mini goals, M-I-N-I, mini, like Minnie Mouse, creating mini goals. 
Now, there are various rungs, if you will, on a ladder, various steps, okay, on a step stool. Why is that? Because a ladder could be 10 feet tall, and maybe there's only a rung at the bottom and the top. It still would work. Maybe even one in the middle. It's because you need small steps. See, what happens is people often forget the small steps. They declare the big goal, but then they forget all the small steps, the mini goals to get to the big goal. Let me give you a basic example from human life. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Declare it. Own it. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Awesome. Okay, so that's what you're going to do. So how are you going to do it? You're going to do it by exercising each day. That itself has many goals. I'm going to do it by eating better. Okay, eating better. That in and of itself has many goals. So you can have a big goal, many goals under that goal, and then many, many goals, many, many me's underneath those goals. So you think about your sales life. You can't just say, I'm going to grow my book of business 25% in 2017. Man, declare it. That's awesome. So that's, that's the what. Okay, how? How are you going to do it? You're going to do it by prospecting more efficiently, okay? That's a mini goal. Then there's mini goals below that mini goal. So what are the five things that I'm going to do? I'm going to research better. I'm going to find, uh, create a litmus test for those clients. I'm going to write better emails, better subject lines. There's little mini goals. So I encourage you to do what I do, and that is get a whiteboard, map out the, the, the goals, if you will, on that whiteboard or on your wall calendar. I do that as well. Create the goals, create the sub-goals, and create the many, many goals. You've got to understand if you're going to be successful, you have to identify all the many goals, the steps that you're going to take to be uber successful in 2017. So that's idea number six. All right, number seven, you're going to love this one. Sales goal setting idea number seven, use technology to track your progress. Now, what I do, where's my iPhone at? Oh, here it is. What I do is I use the Reminders app that's built right into my iPhone. I don't you really use anything fancy. Now, I've been criticized about just using that app because there's so many tools out there that are supposedly so much better. Now, I'm going to share with you three tools that I've been told are amazing. I haven't used the tools. Um, I have heard that they're amazing from very, very trusted close friends, and I'm not paid to endorse these. I'm just going to give you three that I've heard are fantastic. The first one is Nozbe, N-O-Z, B-E-N-O-Z-B-E, and it's used for tracking goals and habits and, and daily tasks. There's one that I'm going to actually try. I, I think this sounds really like a great idea. There's coach.me, so it's coach.me. It's, uh, it's a veteran habit tracking program. It's been around for a while under a different name, and it started with a cool premise, and that is you will always be more successful if you crowdsource feedback and encouragement. So you're going to set your goals and others in the world or in your community are going to encourage you to meet those goals. That sounds really cool. And the third uh, tool is Goals on Track. And Goals on Track is uh, one of the older, more trusted tools. I've heard it's fantastic. So Nosby, Coach.me, and Goals on Track. Those are three that I've heard are absolutely fantastic, and I plan to give them a shot. If nothing else, then use your iPhone. Use the little reminders app that's built in or whatever is built into your Samsung Galaxy. Use technology. Now, a lot of people, I don't even have one. They'll have like, this is their, this is their tracking tool. Post-it note. <laughs> okay, this doesn't go with you. Okay, that's not an efficient way to track, you know, your, your tool, your, um, your goals is using a post-it note. Use technology to aid in your goal setting. 
Okay, so you can also find uh, the links to Nosby Coach Me and Goals on Track uh, over on the blog at salestrainingworld.com or 360adsales.com as well. All right, sales goal setting idea number eight, plan to adjust your plan. Sales goal setting idea number eight, plan to adjust your plan. All right, now we all know that things happen or or as I like to say, sales happen or sales happens. I'm actually going to do a t-shirt. Are you interested in a t-shirt that says that? (laughs) Sales happen. Every day is not a good day in sales land. It's just not. I mean, some mornings I do this every day. Some mornings I just don't feel like selling. So a lot of you know, I sell much more than my my training services. Uh, I've got various products and services that I sell for other companies and it keeps me really, really busy. But I feel like the only way to be the best sales trainer I can be is to sell just like you do every day. So I know that I have to adjust my plans. So plan to adjust your plan. Now you might do, there's two ways to handle this. You, you could set up discipline for yourself, meaning you'll be, you'll be punished if you miss a, a piece, a milestone, a mini goal. And so what does that mean? It could mean like if you don't complete a task that you're going to uh, walk around the building six times, which actually would be a good thing. If you forget to do this or this or this, you're going to do it at four, but you're going to do twice as much. Some people respond well to that type of, of, of activity. Punish yourself when you miss things. Okay. Now I don't mean, you know, a good old fashioned spanking or something like that. Just create some of those disciplines uh, that are there so that you actually will reward yourself when you're very successful and then punish yourself when you're not. That could be one way. The other way is to have an adjustment plan, meaning that if I miss prospecting at 11 a.m., which is when I prospect, I prospect at 11.15 for a reason. In my client's time zone, most people don't go to meetings at 11 because they don't want to interrupt their lunch. So if I miss my 11 o'clock time slot, my plan to adjust my plan is that I'm going to actually then go and I'm going to prospect at four. It's my next time slot. So I have plans in place to adjust and I'm planning to adjust my plan. I mean, we're all going to fail. I do it every day. I fail at something, but I always fail forward and I always plan for that failure. So I have a contingency plan. So you're going to fail. Don't get discouraged. Plan to adjust your plan. That's eight of 10. All right. Our last two, you're going to love these. So sales goal setting idea number nine, set goals that are within your control. Set goals that are within your control. It's so important to understand this. Many people will set a goal that is outside of their control. In the same way, many people will worry about things before they happen or worry about things that are outside of their control. Let me give you an example. I was coaching, I think maybe yesterday, I uh, had a sales coaching client, and they were talking about they wanted to set more realistic revenue goals in 2017. I said, well, now, do you control the budget? Can, can you set that? Well, no, not exactly. Well, then how can that be a goal? Well, I'm just going to be more realistic with myself. Right, but what you did is, is you set a bit of an arduous goal, if you will. Maybe arduous isn't the perfect word. But you set, or an unattainable goal, that, that's a better word. You set an, an unattainable goal because you don't control the budget. Well, I can influence it. Okay, great. So your goal then is going to be, you're going to be more influential, not that you're going to set a more realistic goal because you can't control that. So you want to set goals 
that are within your control. Set goals that make sense that you can control. And that's a very, very important part of goal setting. So that's why it's idea number nine. All right, here we go. Number 10, you know this one. If I bet you 100 bucks, you would guess what I'm going to say for number 10. So make a guess for me. What is sales goal setting idea number 10? Got a guess? Want to bet me 100 bucks? All right, I'm not going to take the bet because I know you're going to get it. Idea number 10, celebrate. Celebrate success. No matter the size of the victory, celebrate success. Doesn't matter. So for me, one of the things I might set up for myself is, listen, I'm going to go get a massage if I meet quarter one goal, or I'm going to reward myself by doing this or by doing that, or as a team, simple things. When I was working at a company in Augusta, Georgia, we had one of those little hotel bells, ding, 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 you know, that you can, like a front desk bell, ding, ding. And I said, every time somebody completes a sale, go ding that bell. Oh, Ryan, you got to be kidding me. That is so childish. Blah, blah. I mean, just went on and on and on. And guess what I found out? It started out with like a little ding. Hey, all right. Yay. Ding. Oh, yay. And then it got ding. And then it got ding and ding. Pretty soon they were breaking these bells because people would get so excited about the sale. I used to keep several. You can buy them at office supply stores. I would keep some of those bells in my desk drawer because people would break them. I actually kind of encouraged people to break them for big, big sales. Just bang the tar (laughs) out of that bell. Let the world know that we achieved a goal or we had a a success. So if you look down through those 10, I think you're going to find some very helpful advice. Number one, make sure you set your keystone habits. Those are the cornerstones, if you will, of your habits. If you don't have your keystone habits in place, Man, you're going to have a hard time. Number two, identify the why in the goal. The what is easy. The how is moderately easy. When you identify the why that you're doing that goal, that's when you start finding some internal success. Number three is plan for the year. Don't plan for January. Number four, so important. Find an accountability partner or accountability buddy. Number five, set a realistic time frame for success. Don't overestimate or underestimate your ability to get something done. Number six, create mini goals. Those are the rungs of the ladder. Remember, you've got a big goal. You've got sub goals. You've got sub sub goals. Those mini, mini goals. You need those as well. Number seven, use technology to track your progress. And those products I talked about are over on the blog. So check it out at Sales Training World or over at 360adsales.com. Number eight, plan to adjust your plan. You're going to fail. It's going to happen. Happens to me. Number nine, set goals that are within your control. And then number 10, celebrate success. Celebrate success. You know, achieving your goals is more than just about good intentions. So as we wrap up, it's important for you to understand you've got to take action. You've got to make sure that these goals are clear. You've got to systematically measure your progress. I mean, you might need some help with this. Most of the time, what I find is that goals are not achieved because they're unrealistic People don't identify the why. Most importantly, they don't have an accountability buddy. Now, I'm happy to be that person for you as a sales coach. There's a lot of coaches that are out there. So let me give you two thoughts on coaches very briefly before we wrap up. First, I'd love for you to consider finding a certified coach. There's a group called the International Coach Federation. And people that are certified through them have taken literally hundreds of hours of training to be an ethical coach to be a coach of top rapport. So I really like the ICF 
for for that. And I have an ACC credential from them, and many other coaches do as well. Also, I encourage you, though, to find a coach that has worked in your field of work. Now, a good coach can coach anybody. A great coach, and this is my opinion, is someone that, for you, that has probably worked within your field. That means they're going to know better questions to ask you. They're going to be able to give you better guidance as on your journey as you're trying to, to achieve these goals. It's not always the case, but I like to find coaches that have worked kind of in my uh, in my world. So I'd love to be your coach. Reach out. We can figure that out. Love to train your teams in 2017. It's going to be an amazing year. So set some goals. Follow those guidelines. and I'd love to hear from you. Some of your questions, Ryan at brainswellmedia.com. Ryan at brainswellmedia.com. Check us out over at Sales Training World. Love to come in and give you a ton of helpful advice. Customize a program for your sales team, for your sales conference, whatever you've got going on in 2017. Happy to be there for you. We'll see you next time on the next uh, television show or podcast, wherever we're going to see you. Remember this, if sales was easy, everybody be doing it. And they're not. So that makes us an amazing, awesome group of people. All right, friends, get out there and sell something, and we'll see you out on the street.